0: Spring has a way of bringing out the best in people and the worst in dogs. We're all suddenly afflicted with a dose of energy that requires proper channeling. People handle this with a minimum of thought and effort. We get up earlier, maybe stay up later. We clean a lot of garages. Dogs, on the other hand, can only do what dogs will do. They run around a lot. In the spring, they just run farther and get there faster. This is how my problem started. He's a year-old, 100-pound, brainless mass of pure black Labrador. His marathon visits around the area are well-known and mostly tolerated by the neighbors, at least until this spring speed-up began. Instead of his usual practice of meandering between his girlfriends and sniffing at the poultry, he's now leaving a swath of terrorized bitches, children, and chickens in his wake. The neighbors have, of course, let me know about this and I'm certain the only reason he's still alive is that they've yet to draw a bead on him. I had to make a decision whether to forcibly restrain him with chains and shackles, or try to teach him to just stay put. The former solution seemed too cruel and unusual for a long-term remedy, and the latter is a little easier said than done. Then there was a third remedy pointed out to me that I hadn't considered. Why don't you have him fixed, someone said. Even the sound of it made sense. Fixed, of course. Something isn't working right, you have it fixed. Off we went to Dr. Ralph's with fresh hope evident in our faces. Actually, I had hope. The dog just likes to ride in the truck. I'm not exactly sure what castrating a dog is supposed to accomplish. They say it will relieve them of whatever hormones it is that make them run around from one frivolous affair to the next acting macho and showing off with the livestock. It wasn't without conscience, however, that I dropped him at the clinic to have this done. Feelings of treason to our gender seated themselves in my lower abdomen as I left him victim to the dirty deed. I felt selfish and impetuous for not seeking a less surgical alternative, but soon justified it by the surety that life as a neuter would be much more rewarding for him than a 30 caliber hollow point from an irate neighbor." When they brought him back out to me at the clinic, I was stunned. The scene was reminiscent of that in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, where Jack Nicholson is wheeled into the ward sporting a fresh frontal lobotomy. I thought, what have I done to my dog? He stood there blankly, giving just one uncomfortable wag of the tail when he finally recognized me. The vet assured me it was only the anesthesia, and it would wear off in a few hours. I showed him all over again how to get in the truck, where he promptly threw up on my toolbox and peed on the seat. With a sense of having done a terrible wrong, I drove us home. He never looked at me. The anesthesia did wear off, and I could soon see the one-year-old canine energy surging through him. I left him chained overnight for fear he'd wander off in his delirium and get hit by a truck or join a religious cult. In the morning, as I approached him, he sat quivering with anticipation, bright-eyed and ready to go. All of my previous guilt vanished as I expectantly unhooked him to see what my newly rebuilt dog could do. I couldn't believe my eyes. He took off in a series of about five high-speed figure-eights around the front yard. He had a look of manic glee about him as he dug in harder and faster on each pass. He finished off with a breakneck leap from the bank over the driveway splaying his legs out sideways and knocking the breath out of him he immediately began digging a hole at such a frenzied pace it would put a case backhoe to shame then he sat in it and looked at me with a what do you think of that look on his face i fell back against the doghouse in bewilderment oh my god i thought it's all gone wrong he had all the same energy and drive but no place to drive to he's a ship without a wheel, a 100-pound whirling dervish. I'd taken a perfectly normal and healthy young dog and turned him into the warm-blooded equivalent of a Hot Wheels race car. I went back in the house and left him in his hole. After some severe and effective soul-searching, I came to realize, well, at least he didn't leave the yard. I looked out at him, and there he lay, peacefully sleeping, his empty head resting comfortably on huge paws nothing wrong with that, I thought. He'd have been halfway to Olson Mountain by now before yesterday. So I decided to go with it. Of course, the alleged hormones in question didn't disappear overnight. It's been a month now since I had him fixed, and he's run off a few times since then. He never goes far now, and it's usually just to check in and say hello to the old gang. I firmly believe he's a happier dog for all this. He spends less time on the chain Doesn't get disciplined much at all these days, and I take him down to the river to play a lot more. They say neutered dogs can get fat and lazy, so I'm more concerned for his health and exercise, and he likes that. He still does his figure-eight stunt after being chained for a while, and I've even grown to enjoy that. Now when people come to the house and say, hey, nice-looking dog, I just tell them, wait till you see this. I unhook him, and as they stand there watching with a mixed look of awe and raw fear on their faces, I think, that's my dog.